0: Welcome to the 7 Days to Amazing podcast, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week. Now your host, Sharon Haver of FocusOnStyle.com, helping you live the life that others only dream about so you can be the best at being you.
1: Hello, chicsters. I'm Sharon Haver, and I am so super excited for today's special guest on the 7 days to amazing podcast. We have Caroline White, a lifelong visual artist. Caroline is an LA-based award-winning photographer and one of the leading photographers for women entrepreneurs. She's a huge travel junkie and has taken her talents on the road with photo stops in New York, Havana, Paris, Iceland, Italy, Mexico, Greece, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, just to name a few. Starting as an actress in Los Angeles, Caroline has worked in national commercials, TV, theater, and indie films. But in 2005, after realizing that it was difficult to get a good headshot in L.A. or New York City, she picked up a camera, started taking headshots of her fellow actors, and everything just clicked. And I kind of love that because that's how I became a stylist, too. It just sort of fell into it. It just clicked. And for me, it became a 15-year career. So I really admire people who are able to just go out there and just maybe just almost trip on or fall into something that's a need for the market and recognize their, their hidden talents and make this really huge career. And Caroline has certainly made a huge career for herself, especially in the women entrepreneur industry. So it wasn't long before top business owners from around the globe started asking Caroline to take their photos, mainly to elevate their brand identity to the next level. Among the shining entrepreneurs that she's had the pleasure of capturing are Marie Forleo, Natalie McNeil, Fabienne Fredrickson, Carrie Green, Margaret Nichols, Jessica Sasco, DeShay Peacock, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, and Marketplaces Kai Rizdal of the American Public Radio and NPR. Continuing to give her time and talent to worthy causes, Caroline has done a variety of nonprofit photography and has raised tens of thousands of dollars for various causes and charities. Inspired hugely by her great aunt legendary life magazine photographer Margaret Bork- white Carolyn strives to bring out and capture your truest and best essence, inspiring a sense of trust from anyone who sees your images. Welcome, Caroline White. I am thrilled to have you here today. Thank you so much,
2: Sharon. I'm really happy to be here, and uh, yeah, I'm just it's great to talk to you, and I hope I can give your people as much value as possible. I'm sure you can.
1: <laughs> I, I'm really sure you can. So, you know, a funny thing is I grew up, here's an age gap. I grew up with Life Magazine. I remember being a little girl and the mailman would come, I don't know, whatever day life came in the mail. And I would look so forward to Life Magazine and those big photos. And I, when I remember historical events, especially when I was a really little kid, even going back to like two and three years old, I remember them by the photo in Life magazine. Like I could still see those photos as clear as day because, you know, it was a million years before the internet. And that was before how, that was how we got news. So those kind of really just slice of life, even the war-torn photos, whatever it was, the celebrity photos, the behind the scenes, they were just so impactful as images. And it really, it just, they, they just, stayed in my mind. I could just keep going through all of them, including like, you know, like amazing things of, you know, Sophia Loren or like Charles Manson murders. And I think of it in terms of those photos. So I think it is just so awesome that your inspiration was your great aunt who was a Life Magazine photographer.
2: Yeah, it's both. um, It's really incredible. It's incredibly inspiring. It can sometimes feel a little bit um, overly intimidating because, it would literally be, and her biographer says this it would it would literally be impossible to um to repeat that career in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Things have changed so much. But um, yeah, I mean, all those magazines in that time period, that is when, you know, icons, you know, that photography and became icon- iconographic. I think through that time period and those movies and those magazines. Because um, before that, I mean, what did we have before that? Like Renaissance paintings? I don't know. I mean <laughs> what was it was again not that old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it, it was true. It was true. I think it was and also the size <laughs> of those magazines, they were big. They were big mamas, you know. So that photo really filled the whole page.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the first issue of Life magazine sitting right behind me, um, from nineteen thirty six. It was five cents and um and Life Closed, I think, a couple of years ago. So Yeah,
1: but I think, I don't know, but people still read it even into the 80s. I don't know. I think it oh, was yeah.
2: Just, oh, yeah. 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 Um, there was a great movie. Um, I don't know how accurate it is called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty with uh, Ben Stiller. Oh, right.
1: Yeah.
2: about them closing the magazine in New York, and uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It didn't really get very great critical or audience you know, acclaim. but when I went to the theater to see that movie, I was like, "Oh my god, this movie was made for me." Sean Penn plays the photographer, and I just couldn't get enough of it. So, um yeah, it's it's um it's 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 a blessing and it's a little bit of of like a a self-torture to come <laughs> from from somebody that incredible. And for her to be doing that at a time when no other women well, that's not true. There were a few other women, but like it was the the women in the industry were so incredibly um, few and far between. Um, so she really was also like a huge feminist icon for me. Um, you know, being that my mom is like very much like a nineteen fifties kind of mom, so um, none of the none of what she tried to instill in me on how to be a lady, none of it really stuck. Um, and that's probably a good thing, right? <laughs> I mean. I have to thank her for being so traditional because yeah. otherwise I had nothing to rebel against. So, <laughs>
0: um,
2: it really, yeah, her, her incredibly strict um, ways created my incredibly free style personality in life. So, you know, she, she sort of wonders, you know, how did you turn out this way? And I'm like, I'm just the opposite of you. I just rebelled and this is what came out. <laughs> so that's me.
1: Well, I think when it comes to to photography, I and when, what I find is sort of a parallel between the, those Life magazine shoots and what I think is, you know, I was a stylist on photo shoots for 15 years, so... It, it's, you know, when you're creating a photo, it's, there's a, the most important thing is it's visual message. Like before you get a chance to open up your mouth, before you get a chance to give someone your elevator pitch for them to know you, it's this instant message for me, maybe more so because I did grow up with life and, and look, my, one of my friends, dad was the um, editor of Look Magazine. I always thought that was like so cool. Oh, and yeah, goodness. I know it's like when I met him, it was like in club days. I'm like, Oh my God, your father did that. I mean, I really read life, but I, Look was pretty cool. Oh yeah. I know about look. Yeah. But it was the same thing. It's it's those the the thing, the strength of those photos is their really strong visual message. And I think that they're just such a good example for any photo. But when you're photographing, especially people who aren't models or actors and you want to make sure they don't get too posy, you want to make sure that they, they just have that instant message coming across. And you're just so wonderful in capturing it in your photos. You know, I've been sort of, you know, e-stalking you for years online. And I know, I think like most people, they, they started to get to know you in the Marie Forleo days. Yeah. And, but your, your photos have really gone so much more than that because you really get into people's essence and that, you know, especially with your travel and stuff. So do you want to just tell people about, you know, what a photo says and, you know, you could see where your influence comes yeah. from and, and how to, you know, how to, how to say so much in just one Split image and the right image.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, like, thank you for noticing these things that. That not everyone notices these nuances of capturing someone's personality. You know, how comfortable do they look? You know, it's um, huge.
1: That's the and and but the yeah. thing is because most people don't notice that. That's why there's so many crappy
2: photos out there. Yeah. They don't, <laughs> don't notice it, but but everybody feels it. You know, there's a lot you of feel it. Yeah, yeah. Marketing is is a huge psychological subconscious um, thing, and it it just goes to human behavior and. How much we communicate without words, nonverbal communication, you know, um you know it's 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 a dance. it's how we it's how we mate, you know, it's how we create tribes and communities. and um it's not a lot a lot of it's not what's said it's it's what's not said. it's what's it's it's in gesture, it's in expression, it's in posing, it's in colors, it's in environment, it's in movement, um, you know, and lighting and all that other stuff style. Mm-hmm and and hair and makeup and um but all of that stuff i think really is there just to help accentuate i don't i don't want any of that stuff to distract too much from who the person is and their their essence so my style of photography is like a little bit i want to say it's a little bit less luxurious than some of the other photographers well it's
1: more authentic it's more photojournalist like you know that's where the inspiration yeah. comes from yeah and
2: it's- it's still, listen. It's still posed and it's still props arranged and you know. But it shouldn't and,
1: look like it, and it doesn't look like it.
2: Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. I think it's harder. Um, you know, I think they say this with especially women's makeup. Um, hair, is, yeah. hair, is, hair, maybe too. But um, you kind of have to like work harder to look like you're not working hard. As, exactly. As, yeah. So it's easy to just pile on a ton of makeup and hairspray and then go, great. You look like a totally different person than before. It's a makeover. Yeah. So it's like a really powerful before and after. And a lot of photographers use that extreme contrast of the before and after to sell their photos. Cause it, it's, it's a big, like, boom, pow, like, Whoa, you know, look at the difference. You know, there's so many talk shows with these before and afters. So, um, my before and afters, people want, have wanted me to post them. And I go, the difference is not huge. It's 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 a subtle art. Um, you know, a lot of times it's just a matter of a photographer who just knows lighting. Like, photography really yeah. is um, So if you have the perfect pose and hair and makeup and all that stuff and you have bad lighting, it's not going to – you've got to have good lighting. You've got to. Um, and sometimes good lighting is a matter of moving your nose two inches to the right. Mm-hmm. No? totally so um yeah, yeah but
1: going to the before and afters well first off anything anyone ever says to me is like if you remember anything from this it is all about the light you know it is all about the light you know it's just when you're taking your own photos when you're going to someone else it is truly the light and when you go to these photo studios that um or I know this is trended events. I want to I want to go back to you before and afters, but before that on light. What happens is, and I was looking at something last week, and the same thing applies to video, and I know you do videos as well, is if they're doing these things and they're you're coming into a studio, and like one of those, you know, like Sears or whatever the hell it is, but, you know, one of those, like you're coming into that headshot photographer, quote, air quotes, and they're putting you in a spot and they're taking your picture and they're putting the next person in the spot and they're taking your picture and they're hitting a button. That is just awful because – The the light is is never designed, created for the subject, and it's just, you know, boom, boom, boom by road, and you end up getting these photos that are just so flat and so ugly and so lifeless, and if you're in bad light, you look older, you look tired, you look miserable, and if you're in good light... You know, light can also tell tell a story of, you know, the mood you want to create. Is it darker? Is it brighter? Is there a little chiaroscuro going on? You know, is it daylight? Is it, you know, golden hour? You can get, you can get like, all techie and whatever, but it, people need to understand the importance of really beautiful light and even natural, yeah. clean daylight that's just yeah. crisp and flattering.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, if you find a photographer who seems to really know lighting, it's important to really like listen to them because sometimes people will kind of try to take over a shoot and it is a collaboration. You do want give and take. You do want input from both sides, but sometimes people will say, you know, I really want to have a picture in front of this orange wall and I'll go, okay, well, it's not really great lighting. And, you know, the orange wall is reflecting another hue of orange and, you know, and, um, the few times that clients have really insisted to me that they've got to have this like one particular um, specific spot, not even necessarily lo- a location, but like a spot at a location, because I can go to like a building and walk around the building and go, okay, this is the good side of the building, like this is the good doorway, like. So they'll, they'll. Anytime the clients like pick their own spot, I, I usually, I'm, I'm sometimes resistant, and then they go later. Oh, Carolyn. Or I show them the photo after and I go, do you see how it's not really that great? And they're like, yeah, it's not. How did you know that? I'm like, well, it's my job to know these things. (laughs) And also things look different on the other
1: side of the camera. You know, it's like you can look at something and and they don't really think if the light's coming behind you, you're going to be in the dark. I mean, there's just so many different ways, but things look differently in a different side of the camera on the other side of the camera like you said sometimes it's just a matter of the way you pick your nose or put your nose down it could just change the way the light is, or your hands or what you're wearing if you're wearing white or you're wearing green and it's picking up the color or the you know the background it's just just so many things Mm. and you know you gotta kind of just take it all in and, and go to the experts on it but one thing you said before is one of my pet peeves I think is so incredibly important, and that's in this whole before and after garbage out there. so <laughs> uh, drives yeah. me up a wall. First of all, I've done a lot of before and after photos yeah. in my time when I was a stylist, and you know how you have really strong ones. You make the before photos so bad that yeah. the after photo looks good. So the way they do it is, of course, it's right, but they didn't bother to light you in the before
2: photo. you know oh, they oh, found oh. you at that unflattering oh. angle but to that be huh. I have to be honest, though. I've seen several photographers posting before and afters, and I like the before better. That's what I want to get to. So what they
1: do on the after is they do this really, like, drag queen makeup, the really thick HD foundation and the false eyelashes and the goopy-colored lipstick and the overly done curly-ironed hair, and then they put them in some, like, prom dress kind of evening gown or cocktail dress, and they're... You know, it's jumping like across price. the big, yes. yeah, and yeah, then wow. people are like, "Wow, that's so pretty." It's like, no, it looks like cheap catalog. But then you see the person coming in in real life, whether yeah. it meeting them at an event or whatever, or just having them pop up on their own feed, and they look so different. So it's not authentic, and. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was an ego boost for the person involved, but when you're creating a brand for your business, you need to you really need to understand your your visual message, your look in every way, and not have a photographer who dolls you up and trusses you up so that you have this great before and after when you can't live that life every day. And that's what's so wonderful about your photos is because they look real. You know, not everybody's a fashion play, you know, but there's no. something special in everyone.
2: Yeah, well, I think part of that comes from thank you so much. Like, that that, I, that really means a lot to me. I mean, when my clients are happy, when people really have a reaction to the photos and they really love the photos, like, that just makes me over the moon. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's really why I do it. Like, that's really what I kind of get off on. Um, oh, God, I lost my train of
1: thought. Too many compliments. Uh, before and oh. afters, before and afters. <laughs> Phony hair and makeup,
2: overdone styling. Oh,
1: over, yeah. Over- so, so, to it. an went into their life.
2: When you said I mean, not everyone's a fashion plate, it made me think of, like, so when I first started taking photos, I was taking photos of actors, and actors don't have – they're all struggling. They don't have money, and they don't have fancy wardrobes. And so I would go into people's wardrobes and kind of try to, like, make things – put things together in a way and make things look – um better on camera than than they did in real life. So um that that was something that I was practicing for many years. So um I'm not I'm not easily impressed with like the uh, with the big designers and brands cuz you know it's it's just really interesting to see what photographs well and a lot of the really trendy stuff um doesn't photograph well, you know, it's meant for a model, it's meant for a hanger. Um You know, a lot of those trendy, trendy designers are not made for real women's bodies.
1: No. And the the other thing is if you're investing in something that's super trendy, it's going to go out of style. So you have just spent a fortune on a photo shoot. And next year, you're like, why am I wearing a neon green top? You know, so you don't want to do that. If you have something that you want to have last a few seasons, you want to wear something that's a little more, a little more elegant and a little, you know, a little more chic and, and
0: timeless. Hey, excuse me, let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. If you have a friend that you think will also enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it now. Do you like to listen on the go? Simply download this episode in iTunes. While you're there, subscribe and write a review so we can continue to bring you the most amazing content possible to help you be the best at being you in your life, business, and style. For more amazing episodes, go to our podcast library at www7 com, where you will find episode transcripts and additional resources. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode.
1: And I know it, there's so much importance to me in, in having someone like you to create brand images, but I think it's also really important for people to know how to take their own photos, and that's why I've created my Simply Amazing Headshots program, is to help them because every day they can't have you You know, following them around, and what I tell teach people in that, and I'm sure you'll agree with you, to a way also is that you know sometimes as you look through things, it's like a photo, like. You know, Martha Stewart's headshot, she's such a good example. She's wearing this white shirt. and her, It's just a simple white shirt, but the way the collar is turned creates such an angle in the photo and the way the sleeve is sort of, you know, dangling oh. below her fingers. <laughs> and, you know, it's just little details yeah. like yeah. that it's of a loaded, white Martha shirt. Stewart does
2: not make any mistakes. I've, all of those no. things are very well thought out. And, and look
1: so natural and clean yeah. and beautiful.
2: Yeah, she probably has somebody on set with um with a a spray bottle with starch in it to get yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, like, I know, I, I know. Um, i've I've met some people that have worked with her, and she's incredible. But um, her her attention to detail is Flawless. is is <laughs> you know, I mean, to and f- for better or for worse, you know, because um, very few people pick up on all of the details that she's putting forth. But you get that feeling of everything being like a sort of magical fantasy of like quaintness and you know it's it's sort of perfect but it's very natural and um it's really easy to like do food photography and just spray everything with silicone and make it make it shiny and it doesn't look real you know um well I think it's the same thing but I think that if someone starts looking at details you
1: can just wear a t-shirt and just flip it the right way i mean that's the, the old stylist that made or you can wear a white shirt and just you know fold the cuff a certain way that it looks interesting because it's yeah. the it, it's the details of that relate to the composition of the whole photo so and you always want you to be the focal point so if you just make it so all the little details somehow go together a to couple yeah to, I'm, i said couple because you know why this I have her site in front of me and there's a picture that is so cool of a couple in bed and you're on top crouching like a little monkey with a camera in that right spot on top of them, ready to pounce, taking a picture. And it is such a fabulous photo. And it's just like, because there's the composition of them sitting there and kind of looking natural, and you're behind them on this, like, crouched over with your camera. And it is such a cool shot. That's like a oh, life magazine. I'm, I'm, it, um, it tell I'm such on, a story? Yeah.
2: I'm on, I'm on a couch, right? We're, is it a
1: couch or a bed? Are they on the floor? I don't know. I'm looking the at the thumbnail. Yeah. It's such a cool photo.
2: Thanks. Yeah. That's that's some um, Jill and Josh Stanton of Screw the 9 to 5. They're they they're fantastic. Um I I really loved working with them and they were they were super game, you know, they were super prepared. Um they really just brought their A game, like very playful, very positive, very trusting. Um you know, they're they're really really hard workers, they're really smart workers. Um they really care about their community. They really work their butts off. Um but they're really cool. You know, they're adventurers and he's Australian. I think she's from Vancouver and, um, they were really ideal clients and they just let me kind of play with them like all day and they had their ideas too. Um, but there's something to be said for like showing up to a photo shoot and kind of being able to hit the ground running mm-hmm. and not, and not sort of, I mean, you don't really, you know, listen, I understand insecurities. I live in Los Angeles. I was an actor. <laughs> You know, I am considered, like, obese by people in Hollywood, you know, which is why I'm not in Hollywood anymore. Um, So I totally get it. And I I have gotten my pictures taken a couple of times this year, and um I didn't feel prepared, you know, like, I didn't feel like I was in shape, and I didn't feel like I had the perfect haircut, and I was traveling for one of them. And I just, you know, I just said, Carolyn, like, make the most of this, this shoot, like, leave the insecurities at the door and just fake it, put out, like make your posture. Yeah. yeah you you know? have to. Yeah. So, and, the, and, the, and, you know, and it's so interesting that the, the phrase fake it till you make it. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but it works really well. Like, cause after those photo shoots, I felt sexy. I felt beautiful, even though I didn't exercise for like months before, you know, I was so busy traveling. Like, you know, eating just living on bread and wine and chocolate. You know, I was not I was not prepared and I didn't eat and both of those shoots actually I, I put my I threw my clothes together that morning, which is I know that's I know that's a big no-no. No, but... that's
1: what I do. I never prepare anything in advance. I oh, uh, I think if you so have fun. the skills inside of yourself, if you have, you know, and, and like I became a stylist, I fell into it. So it wasn't I wasn't born being a stylist. And I actually have a, my backgrounds in business. I have a marketing degree, and that's how I've been online since '99. And it's just like, but I think and what I try to teach people in, in my, my programs and clients is that. You really need to just learn how to do it because all that prepping and planning is just bullshit. It takes the soul out of a photo. It takes the soul out of your business of getting dressed in the morning. If you start with the right pieces and yeah. you have the confidence that you like, you know, you're you like the way that t-shirt looks on you, then you put on that white t-shirt and you feel good and you just rock it. If somebody gave you, I don't know, a YSL dress that costs $4,000 in silver sequence and you feel that dress doesn't look right on you, you're not going to rock it. You're not going to feel confident. And it's going to show. So I think yeah. it's just knowing before you set up on anything and that you're going to feel good. And I know one of the things I thought was so funny is when I was um, – I feel like I'm talking about all these back-in-the-day war stories. <laughs> one, of the, one of the days when I was a stylist – I mean, this happened a lot, but this this guy was really something. He was this major, major actor who um, – I'm not going to say who he is. And we were all excited to be on the shoot with him, and it was in a Park Avenue apartment. And uh, we are all waiting for him. It was a huge set and it involved a black baby grand piano. And I was styling the women – um, and one girl, he only had one woman as a stylist, and she goes, well, you know, he's really neurotic. His shoulders are a little nervous, a little off, so they're padded more on one side and padded more on the other. We're like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And yeah. we're all sitting there waiting for him because he was, you know, he's huge. And we're all sitting around the kitchen of this apartment we rented and waiting for him to come in to go to the, the big set, and we're talking and talking. And this guy starts talking, and then, like, all of a sudden, we turned around because we recognized the voice. I went, oh, my God, it was him. Like, he walked in, and he looked like such a schleppy, weird guy. Like, he walked into the, to the set. But the second he was on camera, it was like, boom, charisma. He put yeah. it on, and then he was the legend. And I think taking that as we all need to do that to some extreme, you know, even when I do video, we do some, a conversation like this. you got to just get in the zone yeah. I and think just think bring it. To-
2: I think you have to sort of approach it like energetically as like, like a first date or a job interview or you're yeah. going on, you're going on a show on television and like, you know, let's say you don't get good sleep the night before, you know, maybe don't talk about that when you go on NBC News, you know, right. maybe, maybe put on a smile and, you know, have some champagne, have some coffee, do some jumping jacks, whatever, just coach yourself, psych yourself up. We, we're all capable of doing it and I actually think that... Oddly enough, I think in the coach, even though I work in the coaching world, I actually think our best coaches are ourselves because it's like oh I agree. You're the only person (laughs) that knows like how you're actually talking to yourself. So, um, yeah, so you can fool your coach into thinking you're doing all the things that the coach is telling you to do. But it really it really comes back to just you being in your own body and spirit and trusting yourself and just telling yourself like you can do this you know Yeah,
1: I I think a lot of women suffer from the why not me and that why not me complex and what happens is you say okay well what does she have that I don't have I'm like okay well she's confident in her own skin yeah
2: but that's what that's yeah outside perspective she might not be most but i'm
1: saying yeah totally but if you could say what it what is it you need to bring that to yourself i'm confident in my own skin i know my expertise i trust that whatever i'm talking about i know i know i know the subject as well as i'm going to ever know it that all shows in how you carry yourself and if you can just sort of have that little chat with yourself going out there saying well you know I know what I'm doing, you know, it's gonna work out. And if it doesn't, eh, you know, yeah, do and, next
2: time. And just balance that with, you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm I can do this and I'm gonna do great and, and couple that with and I'm gonna let the experts help me and I'm gonna trust them and I'm gonna mm-hmm. listen to them. And, and that's I'm, why they're called experts. Yeah, and I'm gonna use them as a resource, you know. Um it's very rare, but it, it, it's really sad to me when I have a client. It's so rare, but every once in a while, I have a client who just will not follow any directions, like, and not, it's not like they can't, it's like they don't, they, they're like, well, I don't tell me what to do. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, these are all suggestions, like all of these, you know, I'm, I'm always like, try this. Oh, put this over here. Oh, turn that way. Oh, cute. Try the other way. Oh, cute. You know? Um. So it's really fun. Like I give a lot of options of, of it's just play. Um, and sometimes people don't follow direction. I go, Oh, that's even better than what I told you. You know, just trust, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep playing in the way you're playing. Um, you know, um, I might tell people change it up. I might say, okay, you know, give, give it some space. You know, if people are posing like, you know, five, five poses per second, I'm kind of like, okay, great. Like, just slow it down a little, like just ease into it. Like, cause some people are like, you know, um, marathon posers that are just like change, 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 change. <laughs> Like, oh my God, what you're doing is perfect, just like just like let it kind of breathe a little perfect. Um, yeah, so Well, you have you have to
1: trust the the person on the other side of the camera, and um you know, most models aren't so fabulous, they just know, they're just photogenic and they know how to work, in and then on a photo shoot, you know, there's an art director, there's a photographer, there's a stylist, there's hair and makeup, there's a couple of assistants around on, pretty much for everyone, then there's the client, and, you know, and the model comes there, and she just knows how to turn it on, and I think for people who are, you know, and there's such a smooth move about doing it, it's just, like, look for behind-the-scenes photo shoots and, and get to see how it is, and if you can't pull that confidence out of yourself, then, you know, just trust the person on the other side, which starts by, Researching, if you are hiring out to do a branding shooter to do something for your, for your business, research the photographer and look at their work and going, "Do those people look natural? Is that the mood? Is that photographer's style to align with mine? Do I want to look like that, or do I want one of those like real styled up fake kind of sets pose you know like what's true to your soul what's authentic to you and because not every photographer is right for every person so
2: Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I got photographed as an actress by this one really big fashion photographer who, like, he'd photographed Carmen Electra and all these other celebrities. And it, I it was such a mistake to go to a celebrity photographer because I'm not a celebrity and he does models and I'm not a model. So when I showed up, I mean, he literally looked me head to toe and, like, he was clearly so disappointed <laughs> in how I looked and I felt like I just wanted to crawl into a hole. It was... So it, 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 the photos weren't real, the photos weren't usable, but I mean, it really, it was amazing how dejected I felt when I left that shoot. I really like cried. Um, well, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know that it's like, I know. And when we did castings, I mean, people are like cutthroat in castings. It's like, you know, their forehead's too big. Oh, his legs are too short.
2: Oh, it's, you know, and I was like a model for six minutes I and wow. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm not in that industry anymore. My only job is to look at at the positives and focus on those and accentuate those. I don't don't even see the negatives that clients say, oh, you know, I hate my arms or I hate my nose or I hate this side of my face. And I go, you know what? Or they say, you know, this side of my face is lower or something. And I go, you know what? If you hadn't pointed that out, I would have never noticed. Well, we all have our things
1: that we're sort of neurotic about, so I think it's and it's, it's good like, to let your photographer yeah.
2: know to say like, hey, can you keep an eye on? I don't like my nose yeah. to get pointed downwards. Can you just remind me to keep picking my chin up or putting my chin down or whatever it is, you know? And ask your photographer to to keep an eye on those little peccadilloes that are that are unique to you. That just because everyone has that thing about themselves yeah. that bugs them that nobody else sees. And that's the one thing they'll always see
1: when they look at it. They go, my nose is you did my wrong side. You know? yeah,
2: yeah. But I really try to focus on when I really, when people are choosing what pictures to use, see, that's another thing is like I can take, you know, 500 great photos of somebody and I'll be editing them and I'll sort of, I can't tell you how many times that when I'm going through the photos, I, I'll see a photo. I'll go, mm, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not my, it's definitely not one of my favorites, but I'll just put it into the, to the batch and they probably won't pick it. And they always pick that photo <laughs> because I think a lot of people, when they're looking at their pictures, choosing, they are not looking at the expression. You know, they're more looking at, do I look slim? Is my hair perfect? You know, um, is my necklace not askew or something? And, A lot of those little things can be fixed, you know. Oh, totally.
1: Um, Yeah, you could fix those all. You can retouch any little detail that's, you know, a jar, but you can't retouch somebody's personality in a photo.
2: Yeah, so I really try to get people to focus on the expression, and if there's some flaw to the photo just to, you know, say, hey, like, this is a great expression. Can you fix this wrinkle in the the shirt or whatever, Um, you know, and i th- and and when i say expression i mean the expression on the face but also like the gesture of what's happening yeah. in the pose um but one thing i do find myself doing a lot in post production is um lowering people's shoulders um, mm. we all really have and that i'm not changing anyone's weight i'm just changing the gesture and the um the sort of um movement of the pose the openness of the of the pose and the gesture um because everybody has bad posture these days it's it's like literally i mean i would say it's like 95% of people um it's it's really hard to have um a good posture in photos it's um it's a lot of the computer work.
1: yeah and it's funny that you said that cuz i just did that myself i had um i was at a, an art gallery last week and my favorite chair was there and my husband who's how i started the whole um, simply amazing headshots program was because I knew how to take a photo of myself and I would give the phone camera to my husband and he would take like my gut or like, like where, like why my husband who has such a great eye for design has like no clue to taking a good photo. Right. So I learned how to like do it myself to hand it to him because it was kind of like a family necessity. So we were at this art gallery and I sat in this chair. I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. But there are people, you know, all sort of, hovering behind us and you know i had a glass of perrier on the floor and whatnot i'm like here's my phone just take a picture and there was the one which is the full thing with my leg turned the right way that i'm like that's a really good shot so i have a girl i use for retouching i'm like do me a favor get rid of the background get rid of all those people and can you, my shoulder is just at a weird angle, but my shoulder is good in that one, but you can't see full length. She goes, no problem. And just swapped it out. I'm like, perfect photo. It's still me. Nothing else was done, but it's like that photo that suddenly is a, I was probably talking to him when he took it. That high photo, it also creates such a, um, um, signal to people, it's like you look very tight and very closed and you want people to look at you and feel engaged. and not only is it just more attractive to be more relaxed, but you want to have sort of an approachable, open yeah. attitude in your photo.
2: You hit the nail on the head. That's that I say that all the time. I try to get people to do these postures and I say, look, the posture I'm giving you to do, it's it's very flattering and slimming, but it's also very engaging. If you really yeah. hit two birds with one stone. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and it's also the angle you – I mean, because it's – and it's – again, people don't realize it's what you – the camera sees on the other side. So it's just something as simple as that. Like, he looked at me. He thought I looked good. But, you know, I look at it, and I'm like, that shoulder is really just bugging me. You know, it is bad, and it's just Um, so easy to fix. I think
2: romantic partners are – I think romantic partners and parents are literally, like, the worst people to take um, your photo um yeah I've seen it a lot it's like
1: actually I was really good with my son's photos it was like then 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 with me it was like my hidden desire to become a photographer like if I could only know how to use a camera you know I said my son has like a modeling portfolio of mommy went nuts on you know the photojournalists want to be a photographer I use the kid as the subject (laughs) but most people you're right I mean they really take awful photos of their kids
2: and it's because we see our mates and our kids through rose-colored glasses you know we think we we think you know no one no one is gonna think that the photo's as good as we do you know and I see it with when I take photos of my family I'm like isn't this a great photo I was showing I was showing a picture of my cousin to a few people and I was like what do you think of this photo and like two or three people were like we don't like it and I was like really I think it's fantastic because I adore my cousin like so much that um, I'm probably not the best photographer to photograph her you know. Um, because it's, I'm too close, you know, Um, she, you know, she's like just one of my, you know, closest family, she's like like a mom to me, so, Um, you know, but there's exceptions, but I've also, I've seen professional photographers, other professional photographers take terrible photos of their family members, and I'm like, so I'm like, I've seen know. professional photographers take terrible
1: photos, period. You
0: know? yes. <laughs> so. no, that's actually more accurate. Hey, excuse me, let me jump in for a second. We're sharing a lot of amazing things today, but you know, there's more. Hop on over to focusonstyle.com and be sure to subscribe to become a focus on style insider so that you can start to live the life that others only dream about. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit curated to help you and your business get out there, but as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. So subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. Thanks for letting me jump in. Back to the episode.
1: Okay, so we've gone over so many amazing things, Carolyn, and I think what I want, what I would like to each ask every guest, and something I really think you can help it up because there's been so many nuggets here, and I think it's also a great opportunity for people to kind of be on a fly on the wall in a conversation and see what it takes to take a picture from the other side, from your, from your right. viewpoint. But if you can give someone a few takeaways that when they're looking to get their photos taken and looking to really invest in that money and having something that they're pleased and proud of that best represents them, what are you, what are you, a couple of things that people can just think about as they go yeah. through their week? Um, even as simple as someone posing for
2: themselves. Oh, definitely. I encourage people to practice in the mirror at home. It's, it's, it'll, it'll feel very cheesy, but Put on some good music, try on your outfits, and definitely um, pretend that the mirror is the camera and see what poses you like and expressions and and, and um, start to build your arsenal of of poses and expressions that you can sort of default to. In case you end up with a photographer who doesn't give direction, that happened to me. Um, lovely guy, I was in Barcelona, um, he gave no direction. Yes. and, and So I just kept laughing at myself, and then I was laughing at myself for laughing at nothing. And uh, he just gave no—he's a photography teacher, professor of like three different schools, but just didn't give any directions. Um, So I would say, you know, try to find a photographer that you really trust and like and gel with. If you can get them on the phone, if you can um, really get uh, an idea of really who they are, because. You might love their work, but they your, your personalities might not gel. Absolutely. Um, try to talk to them or Skype with them or meet with them or find out from other people that you trust, like, what the what it really is like to work with them. Um, because the, I have seen beautiful work from photographers and then I had a bad experience um, several times. I mean, I had friends that were crying uh, with certain photographers who do beautiful work, but it was like, I mean – yeah
1: i mean i i know i've worked with some photographers who are so well known and they're kind of like mad geniuses and it was like a neurotic insane set it was so narcissistic all about them and you know everybody was like walking on eggshells and it's just
2: yeah i call them there's this there's one woman i call her the headshot nazi uh, oh yeah um, yeah i mean just make sure you know you know what they're like um yeah because that's so important. just I want to just expand on that a little bit
1: because when you're a real person and you're getting your picture taken a model or an actress, that is totally part of their job. So yeah. when you have the headshot Nazi or the you know the guy who turns off the photo you know the music and has no one can cough or sneeze near him because he's in his zone so when you have like the a-hole on the other side you need to realize that as a person that's really difficult for you so that's why talking to someone and getting their reputation will help you you know having the, the end result is part of your job how you look in those photos that's part of your job that's the end that's your brand but what happened to get to that you need to really have some kind of you need to connect with the person on the other side and it's super important.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So, and anything else that you want to leave our, leave everyone with?
2: Can I promote something? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of excited that I, um, I've sort of opened up a new branch. I don't think you even know about this. I've opened up a new branch of my business. Um, I've started leading retreats. Um, so I just led a retreat in Greece and it was a big success and I'm uh, I'm gearing up and um, finalizing my retreat to Havana, Cuba that's in February. So um, yeah, and it's it's really fun. It's a completely different experience from a photo shoot because it's like it's like a little bit of photos every day throughout the trip and you really you know, people go on vacation and they it's like it's really hard to get incredible um pictures of you on vacation, you know, in a real place, in a real interesting, unique place. So um I'm kind of loving um that i've that I've started doing these adventure ladies, like very small, like six people, um, you know, foodie and dancing and drinking and photography and um so that's that's something I'm really excited about. really excited.
1: no, it sounds fun, and I've seen some of the pictures, and they were really incredible too. So
2: why not? It's a whole different thing. thing, um, Traveling with a photographer as opposed to being, you know, in their studio with a hair and makeup artist. It's a whole other, um, there's all the tricks and all the tips and tricks kind of get tweaked a little bit, but um, there's pluses and minuses. You know, I was taking a lot of pictures on a sailboat. So forget about trying to keep the hair in place. It's not, you know, it's not going to stay in place when you're on a sailboat in the middle of the sea, Um, but if you, you know, I sort of take those things and I say, okay, well, if the wind is, is not being our friend, let's, let's pretend like this is all planned. Let's let the, let the hair go, you know, let the, let the wind really, you know, pick up the hair. Um, so it was a real, it was a true adventure and people were crying at the end that it was over. And, um, so yeah, it's really exciting to to be um sort of expanding and um it's yeah i love live events in person i'm not like a big i'm not a very good like online learner and um i'm all about the like having experiences like in real life like with other people's shared experiences and um so yeah cuba in february that
1: sounds cool. That's I'm dying to go to Cuba one of these days. It's been on my oh, list for since Yeah, maybe in February. February's like my my time to be in Wyoming, but look, maybe why not? Yeah, I'll leave my husband behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let him watch Mr. Poodle. But oh. that sounds cool. But also the thing is too that people don't realize it's like when you're on these kind of vacations if you're self conscious in front of the camera. Then when you're on vacation, you're in just a different mindset. You're just yeah. got a different head, and then it's just you could yeah. get so many more different beautiful photos.
2: Yeah, and there's something to be said for like certain places in the world. Like when I land in Europe, like suddenly my L.A. body image issues disappear because every, right. <laughs> right? Especially, especially in Cuba, my God, you could wear a burlap sack down the street and get three marriage proposals. The Cuban men are very. Vocal and romantic and extremely engaging, extremely complimentary. The Cuban women have no body shame; they let it all hang out. And suddenly, you know, you were, you know, you were in, you were in L.A. or New York or Bondi Beach in Sydney, thinking that you're, you know, flabby. And then you get to Cuba and you go, oh my God, I'm like a hot piece of it. <laughs> so it's that's another thing I think that's really exciting about traveling is like this, the difference in cultures. And um, American culture is—we're kind of messed up a little bit in some. We way. are. No, we are. I know
1: that one of the things is because you know I we used to travel a lot. I, I was mo- most of my friends come from different countries, and being a New Yorker in a melting pot. But one of the things I was just saying to my husband the other day is, you know, with having a, a kid, like up until middle school, he had these really big breaks, so we'd be able to get out because we have the place in Jackson Hole to so be able oh. to get out, like three-ish Wyoming vacations, four-ish, and then a big chunk of a vacation probably over Easter to Europe and really, like, suck up the culture. And then as you got older, what happened was we didn't have that time, and it it just all changed. And I'm just really missing the time in Europe that we used to have on a regular basis. And I just, it's like, you you can't not, you have to get out of your own skin. People, especially I've been doing a lot of traveling across the country with speaking and marketing groups and one of the reasons you see people and they just seem so stuck is because you need to explore. Yeah. You need to see different cultures. And um, one day I'll tell you about the traffic jam I created in Florence. Just what? like Cuba, there's Italian men. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. it's like if you need an ego boost, go to a Latin country. The men will like,
2: you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Mexico is, like, right there next to us. Yeah, uh,
1: I love Mexico. I used to do all the Mexican vote covers, and then I used to go on the location a lot in Mexico. Love Mexico. Mexico. I love Mexican people. They're just Mexico. such warm hearts.
2: Did you go to San Miguel de Allende?
1: No, actually, <laughs> we have a friend who had a house there, and I wanted to go, and it didn't oh, work cool. out. And I keep looking at it. I know it's, it's, it's supposedly so
2: incredibly beautiful. I trying to get over there and it's it's really it's not that hard to get to i mean no it's that
1: you have to fly into mexico city i think um yeah and then you think it's like an hour drive
2: i researched
1: this
2: (laughs) i flew mexico city and then i and then i flew again to leon and then i took like a shuttle or something um but you know i mean you're in the air for very little time you know um yeah mexico is our friend we love mexico we love mexico yeah. And,
1: um, and I just love people who like to explore and live life outside of, you know, what, what, what they're used to around them. Because I think that, especially with business people, I know we're getting a little long here and another subject, but I think especially with, with entrepreneurs, they're so used to, oh, they're afraid to make change. They're used to like, if this one does it, I need the same thing. And they don't get so cookie cutter and so clonish and, yeah you need to just really live and explore. And I think that's what's so beautiful about your work is you bring it into the subjects. And I think people all need to, you need to see how other people do it.
2: Yeah. I'm inspired. I, I think we can get sort of blinders. We can put blinders on and be looking, you know, only within our tiny little circle at what other people are doing and sort of, you know, there's some copycatting going on and there's some stealing going on and, um, it's a big world out there. There's so many industries, you know, pick up a magazine from an industry you would never pick up a magazine mm-hmm. from. See what ideas it gives you, you know. Um, I mean, I I get bored very easily. I have bright, shiny object syndrome. So my I have the opposite problem, which is like I I have problems focusing on one thing for very long, although I have to say I've been doing photography for since 2005. So I'm surprised that I've actually stuck with it this long and been full time since like 2011 or 12. But, um, yeah, it's, again, again, it's a balance between focusing and like kicking butt and like developing a niche, but also like not getting boxed in, not feeling like you're trapped, you know, um, and, you know, mixing it up, you know, I mean, nobody knows how long we've got on this planet. Like, you know, I say die with no regret. So.
0: No, no,
1: no, totally. And, and and one of the reasons I started the Seven Days to Amazing podcast series was because I was seeing that I have the same, I, I mean, I grew up with my mom reading seven newspapers a day. And, like, it's just like Women's Wear Daily, Wall Street Journal, and Page Six on the New York Post gossip. You know, yeah. it all was equally as important. Yeah. And. I, I I have it in me too where I want to learn from other things. Other, You know, people don't realize I started in different ways. My first press release I ever wrote was like for Manhole Cover Epoxy. It doesn't matter. I think it, it all like comes in different ways. But the reason I created the podcast was what I was seeing is so many people were just stuck in one thing like I need to learn how to... Get my picture taken. I need to learn how to do PR. I need to learn how to do this, and they'll just go crazy in this one thing, but not realizing. But it's like those shoulders that are too high. It's like one shoulder's really high and one shoulder's really low. You know, you need to balance. You need to see everything. So the part of the this podcast is that I want people to have guests that complement a full life. So the, yeah. everybody, there shouldn't be one. We could talk about photography every week for you know three years and i'm sure we'll never run out but it's other things too that all come into a really healthy full life i think
2: yeah i'm obsessed with food and animals i'm always trying to figure out ways to get more clients where there's animals involved i got to go to a horse ranch and photograph horses and goats and it was an equine therapist and it was Really magical, getting to see an equine therapist actually do like real work, like with real clients in the field, pet, you know, with baby goats and horses and alpacas and whatever, um, you know that, and it's just yeah, I think people um, there's so many fun like kind of side niches, you know, like a lot of people think oh well I have this one business over here and I have this other business over there and 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 there the twain shall meet and I'm like. No, like figure out a way to combine them. Anything you can combine the most you know, you can have uh a, a, you can be teaching people how to fix their cars and then and then make them uh spaghetti afterwards, you know? I mean yeah,
1: No, totally. I mean it's also it's I think it's the lens through which you see the world. Like if I'm even talking with someone about business or marketing or branding and Style is part of it. That's how I see the world. I see the style. I see the style in the design of the chair I'm looking at in front of me. I see the style in a photo of the shot with you on the back of that couch. I see the elements. So whatever it is, that's the lens I see the world. And I think when you find whatever is the way you see things, I mean, with some people, it could be faith or spirituality or food or veganism or whatever it is, if that's the way The main way you see something, then everything else you do will have that imprint and be you. And you you shouldn't like, you know, cut your nose to spite your face.
2: You should just be you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people feel a pressure to stay in their lane, you know, once they've, especially once they've done an offering that's been successful, they're afraid to deviate. And nobody expects you to not change, to not evolve, you know. Um, and if they do, those are not your people. You know, if people get upset, you know, uh, there because you you mentioned veganism, and I knew this vegan who um, started eating meat. oh my you know? gosh <laughs> she, you know, she's very, very well known uh, vegan, and um she went through this whole you know evolution and health crises, and you know, um, and she and she changed. she evolved, and a lot of people didn't like it and got really angry they wanted her to stay in her lane and not change but, um, you know, she still has, but we
1: a- evolve. That's how people stay yeah. relevant. I think, you know, the opposite is like, I, I see so many, especially, um, business owners or people who are starting their own business who are suddenly becoming the face of their brand when they maybe had a corporate job before they were in a business where it didn't matter what you look like. But, you know, if you're on the internet, every time someone sees your Facebook photo, it's like your magazine cover, you know, you're, you're standing there in your store power showing up and that's, yeah. That's who you are. And what happens is a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't like fashion. I don't like this. I don't like that. And it's like, well, cool, but now that's your responsibility to be part of your brand so that if you don't keep up with what makes your brand relevant, you become obsolete. Yeah. And then you can't keep holding on to the same thing. Yeah, And no Again. one's going to you know, no go to your site with 1989 HTML on it, and you're wearing, you know, like the corporate jacket with two thumbs up.
2: Yeah. Again, it's like it's like dating. It's like going on an interview or a TV appearance. It's like, how do you want to be remembered? You know, yeah. do you do you want to get a second date because if you want to get a, get a second date, maybe don't wear your pajamas. It's <laughs> not a second date. You know, yeah. unless you want to date like a homeless guy. You know, <laughs> so just you know, just uh, just bring your best self. You know, and embrace and try things. And you know, I don't like fashion, but. I, you know, I say, well, fashion
1: a- and, yeah, well, fashion and style are two different things. You know, yeah. it's just like,
2: yeah. I know, hate
1: shopping, I, but I love to look at, you know, I love to get inspired by certain things. So. I just
2: don't like mainstream fashion. And no. I don't like being, you know, told that I have to have this brand and that brand. But no, it, it turns out that I actually really do like fashion. Um, I really love classic timeless kind of utilitarian looks. I love that Angelina Jolie has not changed her look in 10 years. It's it's a black blazer with a blouse and jeans. Yeah, and she, and she hasn't changed it in ten years, and it's 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 fabulous. It's completely fabulous. Um, but that jacket is tailored really nicely, and exactly. and um, everything else goes with it: the hair, the makeup, the understated jewelry, and then you know the confidence and the and the liveliness and. I mean, she could eat a sandwich if you ask me, but other than that, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, she could eat a couple of sandwiches. But yeah. it's the same thing about, like, Steve Jobs. People like, oh, he just wore a turtleneck. No, it was an Izzy Miyake turtleneck that was custom made for him. You know, but it's still utilitarian and fine, but it it was his look and it was his style. And it's the details of why that maybe look better than him. And someone else can look great wearing like a Hanes white t-shirt every day and look totally cool. Yeah. You and know, he's, it's, also,
2: he's not a life coach. He's not, no. you know, he's a, he's, he's a programmer and CEO of, of a tech company. So if you're, if you're dealing with people who want to have a better life, a better lifestyle, if they want to live more fully, if they want to feel good in their skin, if this is part of what you do. And I think a lot of, people listening are in that kind of area. Um, you gotta walk your talk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or
1: Completely. At
2: least yep. <laughs>
1: And that's what, I mean, I, I know, cause we were talking about different, well, this is getting long. This is getting I know, long. I <laughs> know. So bear with, us on, bear with us on this one subject. Cause you said, you said something when we met, we, we met at an event in New York and we, I, I got there a few minutes late. Cause this is what happens when you go to an event in New York. You don't get up early. You get stuck with the stuff that you're doing in the house before you get out. So I got yeah. there a little late and they sat me down next to someone and I'm like looking out of the corner of my eye and the woman who we went to see was speaking and I'm like, I thought, huh, I think I recognize you. And then we're like, ah! and we started this little like whispering while the thing was going on. Kind of rude, but also fun. But you said something that I think is so true because we were looking around the room and I had just come back from an event someplace else and I'm like, hmm. And you said something and it was like, you know, being with your people, like you have to feel in a group that you are with your people. Yeah. And it's so true because so many groups and so many, when people are online and, and they're, and, and, they go and they hire a big business coach. You see that there's this this um, cloning that comes on. Like if the one in charge has the 12-inch hair extensions and the false eyelashes and everyone in that group suddenly has hair extensions or think that's the only way to look real or if someone at the top kind of looks like – sloppy or doesn't care about her appearance because she started long ago when it didn't matter then the rest of the people think it's okay so when you walk into a group you need to feel some kinship that the people in there have similar values and aesthetics and most important can think on their own two feet and not be a wannabe
2: well i think people sometimes you know when you're when you're in fear you want the magic pill and you want someone to just say follow these instructions and everything's going to work out. And some people get into these circles or programs or ways of thinking where they're not, you know, we see, we see people getting sort of brainwashed here and there. And, um, and it, it, you know, these, these cookie cutter copycat businesses, you know, um, you know, I mean, coaching coaches on how to coach coaches who coach and it's like, (laughs) You know, and some of there, and listen, I have I have a very good friend who coaches coaches, and she's amazing, but she is not. You know, I think she's kind of a diamond in the rough. So, um, yeah, there's there's things are brewing, things are changing. This is like this is a conversation for like another another
1: episode, but things are definitely changing, and I think in the entrepreneurial space that. People need to think for themselves, and I have also get so angry, so angry when – because I'm an entrepreneur. I've had my this business since 99. That is a long time that I haven't been on a photo shoot, but that's what people always stick me with because I guess that's, you know, the most memorable. But I see people who get, like, their headshots taken at events in the back corner or they have someone goes down for a video, and it's such – poor quality and yeah. it's well, so the, bad and they the, think it's okay because someone gave it to them and it's not yeah. okay the person who yeah. did it is doing you a disservice and doesn't really care about you so think for yourself like if it doesn't look good it doesn't look good yeah. there's you know? there's a
2: lot of programs out there um where they they roll a photo shoot into the yeah. program you're buying into you don't know who the photographer is you don't know how much time you have every person has the same setup and to be honest, I get a lot of offers to photograph these events and programs. And let me tell you, if a photographer, I mean, there, I'm sure there's exceptions, but if a photographer signs on to do a, a program like that, where 20 people in the group get pictures. In a, the same spot, if you all go in the same yeah. chair. That photographer is being devalued and underpaid by the leader. Yep. Yep. I know that for a fact. And it's really disempowering to the photographers. and I've had and actually the people having the experience, it's not a positive experience. They're rushed. The photographer is exhausted shooting twenty people in a day. That's I mean, maybe if it was just corporate, but if you really want someone's essence to come out, you can't yeah. it's a lot of um energetic, you know shifts and and energy energy moving. To, to get 20 people's essences to really pop in one day or even in like three hours or something. It's, it's, yeah. It's and,
1: and awesome Totally, totally, totally. And it shows in the person's face. But also if someone is, this is like the, the people listen to us right now, because I've seen this, <laughs> it's like such a bad thing that's going on. If yeah. you are in like a white seamless background or, or those horrible brown model gray corporate ugh, colors, if you are sitting there with a, a just a you know a sheet of seamless behind you and you are not a professional model and you're not twelve years old, you need a hair and makeup person there because every flaw is going to
2: be magnified by having such a plain background. Especially so, especially if it's um artificial lighting, if yes. it's photography, that shows everything. Everything. I, yeah. I'm like I, I don't know why they do these Because it's easy.
1: But on the other end, if you had a photographer and they're like, I remember, um, sometimes when we, we would work on these shoots and we would have to get the clothes out of something and take it out. So if you had the the same setup and the photographer spent like five minutes getting to know you, I call it like airport friends, you know, airplane friends, you know, like the person, like you're chatting with the person next to you and that you kind of get to know each other in five minutes, even though you never see each other again. So if you actually, they got to know you and they moved the lights around and maybe they took you outside or they, Or they took the pictures while they were talking to you so you were more natural and made adjustments. You might actually get something decent. But if you're just the next person in the chair and the next person in the chair, that's crap.
2: Yeah, it's a real problem that's that's been going on Yeah, and, and like,
1: don't think that somebody's giving you a favor. They're not, you know.
2: I I saw two women. They had a really good video. I was like, wow, they really understand the psychology of marketing. And I got sucked in, these two women who were selling this whole styling photo shoot experience. And I emailed them and I said, who's the photographer? And they said, we don't know yet. And I was like, how can you be selling photo shoots when you don't even have the photographer booked? Like, and, and I see photographers also, um, I can't believe it, but I see, the, I see them posting photos that when you read all the way to the bottom, it says these photos are sample photos, uh, inspirational photos, and the photos weren't taken by the photographer who's promoting, you know, this big group shoot or whatever it is. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, photographers using photos that are not by them?
1: Well, what? I'll tell you, when we when we were putting together the stuff in my the Simply Amazing Headshots program, and I want to show um, bad photos. But I can't. I mean, they're so easy to find, right? <laughs> they're so easy to find. But I don't, I can't use bad photos of a human being that's not nice and it could be liable but it's mostly it's not nice so I started yeah. looking at a bunch of stock sites and you know what it's really easy to find horrible photos on stock sites because <laughs> some of these photographers yeah actually uploaded the worst photos ever to sell them as stock and I'm like you think someone's going to buy it as good well no you just gave me all the examples I could possibly ever use I mean it's mind-boggling
2: yeah but yeah. Uh, there's a lot of crap out there unfortunately um it's just the way the world is like the cream just has to rise to the top and and everyone's in process everyone's a work in progress you know I I do understand why some of these photographers feel they have to take on those gigs because they're trying to get established they're trying to get a foothold they haven't built up their confidence and
1: and maybe they um, don't know it's gonna, how bad it's going to be. You know? <laughs>
2: well, and you know what? They get really stressed out. They get really exhausted and burnt out. They need to, like, recuperate for, like, a week from this one day. And oh, yeah. This, and their mountain of post-production is on 20 people is massive. And then,
1: well, well, I think that's where you're wrong. Because the ones I've seen, I don't think there's any post-production. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess,
2: I, guess they were just- I
1: think it's, like, here, here, here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the other issue is that there's no post. and people have to understand a little retouching goes a long way, you know? It just yeah. sticks the all, hair in your eye, brighten your eyes. It's
2: just All my all my photos get um brightened, sharpened, color corrected. I play with different colors in every photo. Um I use Lightroom. So and then clients like pick their favorites for retouching, although a lot of people are like don't even need retouching and they just go, It's perfect and they and actually sometimes I'm the one that's like Do you? Like, can you – I would like to retouch this, actually, just a little tiny bit. Put a sparkle in the eye. Yeah. You know, whatever it might be. Just get the colors kind of popping even more. Whatever it might be. You never know. Um, So, um, yeah. Well, I think this has been great.
1: And I'm so thrilled to have you here. And I think you people can learn so much from Carolyn, especially, you know, she has this novel – background of of helping entrepreneurs, and a lot of you out there do are business owners or have a new book cover or whatever. You know, I'm a firm believer if you do something every day, learn to do it right, and that includes taking your picture and knowing how to get it done. But sometimes you also need those special big shots that you need to turn to a photographer, and when you do, it should be someone who, like, totally gets you and and your brand and your business, and it's fun and not a pain in the neck. So
2: yeah fun fun is like my main priority fun like that's my that's my highest value you know it's it's not it's not contribution it's not brain surgery it's it's fun the most important thing to me is that I have fun that other people have fun and in life and work and art and that's that's my priority so let's
1: go have fun tell everyone the best way to find you online
2: um, Caroline Um, and then I'm on Instagram as carolinewphoto photo and Caroline w. Travels.
1: Cool. Yeah. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for being here. And um, everyone, we'll put all the show notes below this. So if you're listening on iTunes, hop over to FocusOnStyle.com to the podcast page and you'll get all the show notes and the ways to link with um, Carolyn and anything else you need on that as well. Okay. So thank thank you you so
0: so. much.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: That's a wrap. Well, not so fast. We covered a lot of amazing things today. But what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Hop on over to www.focusonstyle.com to leave a comment and keep the conversation going. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to become a Focus on Style insider. Not only will you get instant access to the Star Power Flash Kit, curated to help you and your business get out there, but as an insider, you'll also receive exclusive bonuses, amazing content, and access to special events that Sharon only shares by email. Subscribe now at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. It's your time to be the best at being you. So don't forget to subscribe at www.focusonstyle.com insiders. See you on the next episode of the 7 Days to Amazing podcast with Sharon Haver, where you learn how to make your life, business, and style even more amazing in the next week.